Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet in the podcasting world. Welcome to a brand new series that uh, we've been teasing for a very long time, but it is finally among us here. With the start of the racing season comes the beginning of Talking Dirt. I'm your host, Ryan Williams. Uh, joining me, the, the man himself, Big Papa in the house, Mr. Co-host of Talking Dirt, Matt Pridgen. Matt, how you doing this evening, first off? And uh, oh, man, I'm so excited to have you aboard. Man, I can't complain. It's it's something fun, you know. I I listen to podcasts all day at work, and I told Ryan this is you know the perfect opportunity for us to get our voices out there and you know probably build something with a good audience and see where it goes. Well, that it does. Obviously, Talking Dirt uh, started as a pre-race show that I did at, at Sumter Speedway a few years ago. It kind of faded out when I took over other projects, but. I kind of got the inkling, you know, to to bring it back, and I thought, you know, there's no no better guy to bring it back with than uh, one of one of my best friends in the racing community, Mister Matt Pridgen. Is as as we've had some times. Let's start here, Matt. Like it's been a few weeks now. The people, most of them, have seen the video, but this is a little off topic. We went to friendship not too long ago, right? And tell me that that was that was a crazy night, was it not? Yeah, uh, we. We're definitely not expecting as many cars. I think we had like 35 somewhere around there, and it, it was just crazy. I mean, there was a bunch of 602s, uh, 602 late models. There was a bunch of uh, 602 modifieds, street stocks. I mean, it, it was all over the place. It, it was definitely a good time, though. Well, obviously, we were racing with uh, with the 604s, the MIDI 604s that night and uh, if you guys go back and look at the times matt was a little off but we got better and better so night went on and and y'all my first time ever participating is like half and half crew chief with matt's dad uh and i got to use the lightsaber sticks and i about bashed somebody in the head with it but i, I kept my cool um but that that was a, a really fun night and uh I, I gotta tell a little story here matt because okay. At the there was a B main. You ran the B main, and something happens. You you didn't you didn't close the guy off when you should have. And then we come off the track, and you pull it in. You're ready to load it up. What happened next? Well, okay. So let me start here. I got a new helmet this off season, and it came with some ear cups that you, you shouldn't have to use headphones. And I could barely hear it, hear the receiver, and I heard something about provisionals, but I couldn't hear the names. So I walk across the track while you and my dad were starting to load everything up. And I go talk to the series uh, promoter, I guess. I'm not okay Jason. with terminologies. Yes, Mr. Jason. And he, um, I asked him, I said, you know, I heard something about provisionals, but didn't hear any names. And he told me, you're in the show. You're good. Don't worry. So I came back. <laughs> I tell my dad. My dad does not believe it. <laughs> So Not at all. He sends me and Ryan back outside the track, and we had to go on a manhunt for Mr. Jason. Because I tell you, it took us like ten minutes to find Jason. He was he was back and forth between the infield and the, and the series trailer. Me and Matt are just walking around the pits, like everybody staring at us like two lost puppy dogs. And we finally find him, and and Matt just says, "So I'm in, right?" And Jason says, "Yeah, get to work. You you got to race." And uh, th from there, th we got to work. But that, that was an interesting, like, five minutes there of just trying to find him. And uh, and then, then we actually got into the race, but a little t 
too much speed come on way too late there for Matt. Way late, way late. Yeah, I mean the car, the car definitely showed speed when I had a little bit of clean air. You know, nobody in front of me, but you know, it it it, it locked down on the bottom, and there was just absolutely no passing. I mean, everybody, you know, in that series is pretty much they they kind of know what they're doing, and they got their cars handling pretty good, and they they won't nine times out of ten they won't slip. Unless they're, you know, two, three wide. And where I was running, it was pretty much single file the whole time. And then uh, I'm probably, I'm going to throw you under the bus here, Matt. Definitely, uh, definitely cost somebody the race win. Not going to say any names. Not not going to be that guy, but definitely cost somebody the race win there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I felt, I felt bad. Um, I apologize to him after the race. I, that, that made me feel terrible. Uh, well, he was running second and got passed and fell back to third, but I I did apologize because I felt bad. Um, like I said, I couldn't hear anything on the receiver and track's so dusty I couldn't hardly see the flag stand. So, but I mean, it is what it is. And also, not to mention that was only my second time at that track. The f- funny story: the first time I went there in 2020, I um. <laughs> We got up there. It was a four-hour ride. We got up there. We were first a hot lap. So we get out there, hot lap, come in. As soon as we come in, bottom falls out, and they ended up calling the race. Sorry, I kind of went off subject there, but. I know. It, it's, it's all good now. Yeah, that, that was crazy, and you also had a viral TikTok from that from that event, so that, that was pretty cool. It wasn't a, yeah, wasn't yeah. a, wash, wasn't a wash per se in, in that sense, but um. Let's get into some more recent racing here in the Carolinas. First, I want to talk about my home track. Um, we we were dude, we had an amazing event over at uh, Sumter Speedway last yeah, week. If you guys, if you guys missed it, you definitely missed out here. The second annual Billy Cagle Memorial. Now, a lot of people were telling us, you know, it's, it's the first one, but the Steamblock Bandits the series that ran it, they ended up coming in on one about a month and a half to two months after Mister Billy had passed away. So they dubbed that one the first. So we ran with the second this season and got Billy's family involved in the and the local newspapers and all that. Everybody was running the story. And all in all, absolutely amazing night. We had a hundred and there's a hundred and ten cars showed up for the event, 110, 115, wow. somewhere in there. Yeah, it, it was insane. Pits were packed, man. It Sulphur Speedway has not looked like that in, in quite a while. Um but let's talk late models. The Steel Block Bandits, we were... Th- this is kind of my bad a little bit whenever I made the like the order for the day. I was honestly expecting 20 to 24 cars, maybe. I was not expecting yeah. to have to run four heats and a B-Main and two everything B-main. else. Two B-Mains at that. But, you know, I planned for a 2024 car field and thought we'd be out of there quick fast in a hurry by 10 11 o'clock that was not the case we ended up having i think 38 late models total i mean dude guys were coming out of the woodwork with these cars i mean willie milliken was there Derek quaid sean uh oreo thomas actually drove down he ended up i'm not sure what happened to him after hot laps he didn't come out for qualifying i don't know if he just didn't like the track because he's not used to something like that or if I don't know if anything broke or whatnot, but Matt, you were in that race. Uh, kind of. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. You, you took a knife to a gunfight there. Obviously, you run a 604 crate, 
and these guys are in about 800, 700 to 800 horsepower they got uh, motors. Them. Yeah, I, they I got to call it a minnow in a shark tank. Yeah, a minnow in a shark tank, small fish in a big, in a very, very big pond. But, but that was that was crazy, man. I mean, you come out here. I believe Willie Milliken. He was the fastest in hot laps. Matt, you were about thirty fifth. <laughs> Let, let's let's not forget to mention on that i was the first car on a very wet track very I'm, wet track I'm not complaining that's not me complaining it just you know stating what happened well and, and then the big thing there was we go from uh hot laps to qualifying Sumter's one of those weird tracks where the track's going to get faster and faster as the night goes on rather than be fast early and right. and and kind of fade out a little bit Sumter, they ended up gaining a second, like pretty much every car, gained a second from hot laps to qualifying. So you had Willie in, in hot laps, he ran, I believe, a, a mid-15 lap second, second lap time. And then in qualifying, Justin Mitchell comes in with a 14-6. Now, it wasn't quite the track That's record, but, dude, that that was insane from Dustin. And then, Matt, tell me about your qualifying, because you were you, you were one of the, those middle cars to come out. I mean, you still laid down a pretty good lap for a 6 4 think there was 20 cars in my group and i qualified 13th um oh. hot laps i turned a 18 flat qualifying i turned a 16 flat so i'd gained two seconds but you know that's just all dealing with how the track condition was I had a little bit of pushing hot laps we uh got it out for qualifying you know the car was absolutely you know hooked up it it, it ran very well i was you know really pleased with how it was running um <laughs> Funny thing is, I got out after qualifying. My dad asked what it needed. I just laughed and I said, "Motor and shocks." And a you know, new motor. <laughs> you know, I, I knew it was gonna. I was gonna pretty much need a miracle to get into that race uh, with all the fast cars they had there. Oh, definitely. I mean, and going in, you were. Now I'm calling you out here, but you were uber yeah. confident going I, in, I but you did not, and I did not expect 37 cars. So that was honestly, I know we were a little over on time, race fans, but that's a great problem to have when you have 37 late models, 38 late models, whatever it was, show up for a race. That was absolutely insane. Um, so we go past qualifying, we go into into heat races, and your winners. Well, obviously, Dustin Mitchell, I believe Derek Quaid, Brian Strickland, and there was one more. Who else was it, Matt? Um, Oh, Lord, you may not know. Well, well, I'm going to figure it out real quick. Uh, go over your heat race, because that, that was interesting. My heat race, okay, so I started seventh, taking the top four, so I had obviously had to gain three spots. I knew that was going to be difficult, because there's one of those tracks, um, you know, it's... It, 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 you kind of have to beat and bang to to get around people, and that's not really ideal for late model racing because of how easy it is to you know turn somebody and stuff like that. How easily the bodies get beat up, and you know there there was one lap I was about to make a pass, and I I, I just didn't want to drive it in too hard and run over somebody, and I I ended up not getting that spot. And just you know I stayed in seventh place for the uh, remainder of the heat race. Okay, yeah, the the other heat race winner was Michael Batten. Don't know how I forgot about him, but Michael Batten, another great, great race car driver. They did a, a memorial race up in Halifax not too long ago for, a, I believe, one of his family members. It was, it so, was uh, his dad. It was uh, his dad, I okay. I believe so, I believe so. I'm not, 
it was either his dad or his uncle. I, I'm I'm not too sure on that situation. But still, a, a great run there for Michael Banton that was shaping up. And then, I believe, two LCQs. You were in one of those. But uh, the funny thing here is uh, Jane, uh, one of our other friends, guys, James Murphy, that uh, that was racing in this also. Well, now, James had a 602 crate motor in the car. Right. Um, he didn't even try in the B-Main. He, he just uh, he, he knew from there. But you know what the problem was there? Only five cars showed up, and they were taking the top three. He could have right. easily, easily made it, you know. But uh, you were in your B, and it didn't go the way that you expected because you ended up pulling off, right? Yeah, I had some uh, mechanical issues going on. We we got it all sorted out. No, that we all, we got it all sorted out now. So you know we're all go, good to go there. Um, re- again, just really. Couldn't, couldn't get around nobody. I'm not trying to drive overly aggressive, beat my car up at the first of the season. Especially, you know, I'm committed to the MIDI 604 series. So in, in races outside of that series, I'm not really – I mean, I'm going to push it, but I'm not going to drive, you know, super aggressive so I can continue with that series and try to finish as high up in points as I can. Yeah, I don't blame you at all there. Um Following those B-Mains, though, we started our main events for the night, and the first one was a local class, our Extreme 4 class, and Matt, in my opinion, this was probably the best race of the night. I don't know if you saw any of it, but Zach Bird and Bruce Denman were nose-to-tail for 13 laps, and there's a video clip circling around Facebook right now of a lap car coming, a lap car running the middle lane. Zach goes high, Bruce shoots the gap low, and just Barely clears him before getting into the corner. He gave Zach a shot, and that must have broken something on Bruce's car. But for what it was, that was probably our race of the night at, at Sumter Speedway. Um, I, didn't and get a chance, I didn't get a chance to watch. Sorry for interrupting. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I'm going to say this right here. I know the front-wheel drive classes catch a lot of slack for what they are. But most of the time when I go to the tracks, they have the most entertaining races because they, you know, they can beat and bang a little more. They can, the groove's a little bit wider for them because their cars are a little bit more narrow. So you get a lot of, uh, you know, two wide racing, three wide racing. You know, it's just, it's, it's pretty entertaining to watch if you can, you know. We're going to talk about uh, front wheel drives at length here and uh and just a little bit on the show because there's a there's a big one coming up in the in South Carolina region uh in I believe a week or so. Uh but going back to Sumter moving forward, we had the uh the late model race up next. That was obviously the uh the Steel Block Bandits they ran a forty lap feature which saw Dustin Mitchell lead the entire thing. D- Dustin was absolutely on a rail last night, Matt. So shout out to Dustin uh, his whole crew. I know, Matt. You're you're semi close with them. You've raced against Dustin a lot. You're from around the same area. Do you, do you have any relationship with him? And, and how good is this guy? Uh, I I really haven't you know had much conversation with him, but you know he I've been you know, I've seen him race for a while now. Obviously, because he you know come comes to the tracks that I'll come to every now and again, no matter if I'm watching or racing, but. I've always said, you know, he he's a good driver. He's he's level headed. He's he's calm. You, you know, you never see him get bent out of shape. He he's just he he seems like a very cool person. And that that team right now is just absolutely clicking. Last year they were fast. This year they're you know they're fast again. 
it, it's just it's something special when you see a team come together like that. Well, that's now that's Dustin's what third five thousand plus dollar race that he's won this season. So, dude's on an absolute that's tear, and it's only April, dude. That that that's absolutely insane to talk about. And then the only bad look that we had, see, Sumter is one of those tracks that that absolutely eats tires, dude. It, it tears tires up usually because there, there's a, a, a compound. The compound is a, got a little bit of a mixture of sand in there. And that sand is what makes tracks black over, and the sand gets to the top of the tracks, and sand eats away at tires. As, as you all know, Matt, and probably most people do know as well, sand, the sand and when that track starts to take down rubber on top of that sand, just tears them up. You know, and luckily, I think only one tire popped during that race. I believe I that was just Michael Batten's, maybe? That was Michael Batten on the last lap of the race. Yep. Other than that, I know Scott Shirey busted, busted a tire in, in a heat race. I think that was from contact. With I'm pretty, the, I think it was a rub, yeah. 51, whatever. I can't remember. He had the points leader spoiler on, so. Mm-hmm. They had a little contact, and I think it was a right rear flat. Yes, it, it was a right rear flat. So, I mean, tough break for both of those guys, though. Scott Shirey is a guy that we've seen win a lot at Sumter and in the Carolinas in general. Scott is an amazing driver. Um, I believe he's running for Blue Ridge points. I'll talk a little bit about Blue Ridge later on in the show. Um, and then, I guess going forward from that, dude, we had a bunch of good races after that. And even though it was getting kind of late, unfortunately, fans started to to head out after the, the late model race. But it was, heck, it was almost 11.30, so I, I can't blame him for that. Right. But uh, then we got into, dude, a, a Thunder Bomber feature that was actually pretty good. You saw Bubba Cold battle with uh, Walter Anderson there for the race win. Those two um, very, very talented drivers at what they do. But unfortunately for, for him, Walter was able to uh, get, get the win. And unfortunately for Bubba, he had to settle for, uh, for not a win on, on the first race of the season. And then after that, dude, we had an Econo 4 feature. That was crazy. Saw one of my other best buddies, Thomas Engel, get his first career win. He's been doing it for about four years. Drops down to the Econo class and has an absolute rocket ship. He had a great battle with Joe Green, who's one of those travelers from around the Lakeview area, I do believe. So uh, those two put on a great show. And then we got to Super Street. Saw Drew Sheely take a win there. But the the biggest battle on the track was right behind him with Ryan Wynn and Banjo Duke. Those two went side-by-side, corner-for-corner, for probably eight or nine of the 15 laps of that feature. I mean, dude, the... For for what it was, the racing on that track Saturday night was absolutely like it was great, man. I don't know if you stayed to see oh, yeah. any of it. Don't know if you saw much of it, but I mean, dude, the the outside was rocking a time or two there. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. After the the late model race got over, we um we went ahead and left because respectable. We, we had an hour and a half ride home. It was already twelve o'clock. And I had some help with me that night, and he he lived two hours away from my house. So oh, Lord. after the hour and a half ride home, <clears throat> he had an additional two hours. So we didn't want to keep him out too late. Oh, goodness. Well, yeah, but the track was was phenomenal for what it was, to be yeah, to be very I mean, honest. I mean, dude, they, they put more work into that track. We had had a bad – they had had a bad uh, problem with the hole forming in one and two. It, it's – it sort of came back, but it wasn't anywhere near as prominent as it once was. It wasn't, you know, bumpy to where, like, my head's bobbing up and down side to side. But, I mean, it, it, was, it, was, 
if it make if this makes any sense, it was like smooth bumps. I don't yeah know how else to describe. Yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a corn terrible. Field. No, it, um, it definitely was not a cornfield. The the track the as you know as far as the grip and the moisture and all in the track, it, it you know it had a, a, a ton of grip in it, and it, it was a good track. Just <laughs> not good for you know little motors. Again, not good for grades. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Following that, we had a the modified four feature was just as good as any of the other races. Aaron Weed beat J.R. Warren by zero point two one two seconds. Now that question, what's that? Is that is he related to Brandon Weed? He is. That is, I believe Brandon's his brother. Don't quote me on that, but okay, I believe Brandon's his brother. I remember me and Brandon. We used to have a lot of battles at uh, I twenty Speedway in go karts. Oh yeah, they, those two did come from the go kart ranks. Uh, J.R. Warren, another guy. He he's real close with the Mints boys. He he uh, he got us a couple of guys to come down from the Lawrence area. So shout out to Jr. Um, and th- those two put on a crazy battle. Uh, Jr. was right on his tail the whole time, but Aaron was able to come out victorious over him. And then we ran it out our night at, at Sumter Speedway and Street Stock. Honestly, there was one car that was on a rail. It wasn't even close, and that was Cameron Holloway. Now, bad luck for Drew Sheely, though. Sheely qualified pole in street stock after he won the Super Street race. Going into turn one, lap one. Don't remember seeing any contact, but Sheely looped it. And there was contact with cars behind him. And that brought him into his night, but that cleared the way Cameron Holloway. That kid, he had a baby last year. I don't know if you've spoken to him recently, Matt, but Cameron Holloway is on a mission this season. Yeah. Uh, last year he came to Lakeview one night when I was there. I can't remember if I was racing or just watching. Um, but he he ran really good up there. I can't re- remember where he finished, and I think the next week he went up. One available? Uh, he might have. I I'm not too sure, but I know it was like a week or two later, and I seen him at Cherokee, and and uh, we talked for a little while. But but yeah, that he he is good. He 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 really is. I, I've since I've started coming out to Sumter back in 2016, you know, I, I've seen him racing in Super Street and Street Stocks, and he's always got a fast car. Oh, yeah, always. And uh, behind him, you had Robbie Disher, another local favorite at Sumter, had a, another great race with Banjo Duke. They were side-by-side, lap after lap, but Robbie just had a counter to every move that David tried to pull on him. So big shout-out to Robbie Disher. He's been doing this for close to probably 30 years now and still oh, yeah. still getting better. So, I mean, closing thoughts on Sumter here. The, the, the overall event was absolutely fantastic. We we had a great night there watching that. And I believe, let's see, Sumter is off this coming weekend. It's, it's Easter weekend this weekend. So not many places are racing. Sumter included in that. And then they're coming back with sprint cars. And if you guys have never seen sprint cars in South Carolina, Definitely going to be a treat to watch. I know I'll be there for that, of course. But, uh, yeah, this will be a, a perfect opportunity. Watch some sprint cars, 305s even. Yeah, the 305 sprint cars at that. These guys are a blast to watch. Dude, dude the 305 sprint cars, they're, like, their slowest lap times are faster than a super late right. model at Sumter. Right. Those things, absolutely, because they're so light. Dude, sprint cars, they're, they're just another they're, dimension. They're scary. Too. They are very, oh my gosh, they are scary. You flip just, one just, of those things. Oh God. Just racing them on our racing is scary. I mean, you go on Knoxville with a 410, you're hitting 145 before you get into the corner. Oh, the, yeah. I racing. Okay, we're, we're bringing up I racing at this point in the show. We're about, 
don't know, we're probably 25 minutes in here, yeah. so let's talk a little bit of iRacing. Obviously, you and I big into the simulator, and I play on I play on VR. I love absolutely adore it. I just got some new uh, some new stuff for it. But Matt, you seem to be team you're anti VR here. What's what's up with that? I I'm not anti VR. I I just I think the I only have a single monitor set up, so I can't I I don't really have nothing to go off of. But I just feel like a, a if you get a three monitor setup or the ultra wide setup um it i think that might be a little bit better of an option i just think the camera would be a little bit too shaky but that's coming from no experience with a vr just seeing videos of people racing on there with with them well the the older vrs were were kind of like that like you couldn't really see a track change on dirt and and all that good stuff but with the newer stuff dude i'm i'm absolutely having a, a blast with it and speaking of that, I'm running actually a league race tomorrow night that you guys can watch live on Facebook on the, uh, I believe it's the, the Dirt Racing Network or one of them. I'll, I'll figure it out before the end of the show. But uh, I'll actually be running a, a pro late model series race with the Bluegrass late model series on iRacing. It'll be at Knoxville Speedway. So you guys tune in at 9 p.m. tomorrow night on that one um other than that dude these these league races i've been racing at dude they are an absolute blast i gotta get you in on some of these oh yeah i i've i've been wanting to you know do a little bit of league racing but i just i can't never find the time and it just it it never works out oh it it, they will the live stream will be on ultimate dirt tv for those wondering i'm i'm kind of trying to set up uh some live stream of my own uh, to to give you guys an, an in-car perspective of that tomorrow, the last race I did with the series was absolutely terrible for me. Um, they were at Weed Sport, which is not a not my favorite track, and B kind of kind of locked down on the bottom the whole time or the top, and there's just really no passing. Like I got I got trapped in the feature. I started mid pack, got trapped in the feature, and uh, stuck on the outside for a restart. Shuffled back to about I believe. 15th or so and just rode there for the rest of the time super dusty it, just not not my night at all but knoxville's a place i ran a different league earlier uh earlier in the year at knoxville finished fourth out of i think like 24 cars so i mean it, tune in tomorrow night or tune in thursday night i don't know when you guys are going to hear this probably hopefully thursday maybe friday but uh yeah tune into that uh watch your boy race a little bit matt Let's talk about this coming weekend first for you. We're going to jump back to some some uh, other racing from this past weekend, but first let's go to this coming weekend. Where are you racing at for the people that want to see you? Gastonia, North Carolina, uh, known as Carolina Speedway. Hey, Carolina Speedway is doing, what is it, Mideast Mania that they, that they do every year. Um, so this, this is kind of a promo for Matt. Y'all go see... See Matt this weekend at Carolina Speedway racing with the the Midi Six Hundred Fours. Don't think he's pulling double or triple duty to try and take home any extra money. But I mean, if hey, if anybody's got a seat they want you to ride in, you better take that opportunity. Well, I mean, I, I've never even I've driven past the track um, without knowing it until I seen it. But um, I've I've never laid eyes on you know the track surface or anything like that. So. Uh, probably around tomorrow or Friday, I'll I'll start watching some uh, uh, in car video uh videos on YouTube. You know, kind of see what kind of lines are are the track has and lift points and 
pick up points and try to study it as much as I can. So Matt's going to be over at Carolina, and I will be announcing races. And drum roll, please. Lancaster Motor Speedway. It's actually um, going to be the second time that I've been there to call races. I went. Here's a funny story. I went. I started announcing races in April of 2020. Um, funnily enough, Eddie Pollard and Miss Sissy McAllister gave me an opportunity to start that because Eddie Eddie was uh, more in tune to to throw some flags at Sumter during that time period and. They, our season was kind of halted for a little while by COVID that had just really started. So they, they kept pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. But right as we started our season, Lancaster was in the middle of theirs. And Sissy and Cody, her husband, came up with the idea to send me up there to kind of learn under whoever was their announcer at the time. I believe it was Doug Hawkins. Uh, shout out to Doug. Great, great guy. Uh, Gave me a lot of good advice that I still carry to this day on that night. Uh, so I show up there, like, complete fish out of water. Had never been there. Didn't really know what I was doing yet. Like, just just, just getting into it. Just sticking my toes in to the water just a little bit. But uh, I was sitting there watching and listening to him and some of the mannerisms and, and some of the sayings and such that he was using. And we get to... A five thousand dollar to win monster mini stock race, the biggest race of the night, the biggest MMSA race besides the crown jewel at the end of the year of the season. And this man looks at me and goes, "You came here to call races, didn't you?" And I look at him back and I say, like, "Yeah." Throws me the microphone and walks out of the out of the room. Mm. Dude, talk about put on the spot. Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude, absolutely! Like you that night that I brought you up to Sumner, tried to ask you questions, and you yeah. froze. Dude, uh, put me on the spot. Up, dude, I'm a month into doing this thing, just sitting there, eyes as wide as freaking silver dollar, dude. I did not know what to do. I just started looking at names and calling stuff, and by about five laps into the race, me and make this is a half mile racetrack. It's twenty something second lap times. But by about five laps into the race, I kind of got in the groove and and was actually feeling myself and had an absolute blast doing it. So so shout out to Doug for throwing me on the spot there. Uh, shout out to Cody and Sissy and and Shannon Munn. Shannon Munn giving me this opportunity this week and along with Hunter Weaver from the Blue Ridge Outlaws and uh, and Matt Matt Wheeler who will uh, be actually be up at Carolina calling your races, Matt. So so Matt's gonna be out of town. It's gonna be me and Hunter Weaver on the call at uh, Lancaster. So that should be fun. Y'all come out and see me if you're hearing this before Saturday. Um, so speaking of Lancaster, let's talk a little bit about their last weekend. Now, in preparation, they got the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models this week. They ran their, their limited late models uh, division. All right, They ran their limited late models. I believe it was like 13 cars showed up to race there. So that's actually pretty good for a local show at a track that big that's so kind of known for not being very nice to late models. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I've been mentioning that I, I'm going there later this year, and, and you keep telling me not to. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's not that I don't want you to. Not to go. It's not that I don't want you to, but it's just it, it is semi-prone to popping motors. It is. You saw Tyler Carpenter last season 
whenever right. he whenever he went down there, it was either last year or a year before, but when he went down there, popped a motor. And it's happened to so many other guys. But man, I'm just looking at a list of results from Lancaster last weekend. There was one guy that drove in their late model class that I haven't seen there in a long time. Can you guess who that was? You raced against him at Friendship. Raced against him at Friendship. Well, there was a lot of those guys. Um, real skinny guy. Real skinny. Jeremy Steele, maybe? I don't know. It is Jeremy Steele. Okay. Jeremy Steele running at Lancaster in his number five car. He ended up finishing six. So I guess not what he was really looking for. But Kevin Godwin actually took a win over Timbo. Oh, Kevin Godwin. Kevin Godwin, a great guy. He's raced at something with us. With us a couple times, um, and I believe yeah, he's running a lot of uh, Carolina Clash stuff again this year too. But how about Jeremy still running the half mile last week? That was pretty cool. Oh yeah, I didn't know he had another car though. I thought his, his I thought his car was the twenty two. I I didn't know. Well, he was running that five car, right? Yeah, he was running the five car. I guess it, it may have a limited motor in it or something, but. Actually, uh, and then off topic here, Lancaster is actually running like mini stocks now. They're running Pro Fours. That's wow. the that's the Mid East Pro Four series that which is different than the class that I called there a couple years ago. It's uh, the Pro Fours and mini stock and MMSA cars. They're a little bit different, but not super different. There's right. there's more stock stuff on a Pro Four than there is on a mini stock. Just to put it in uh put it in terms for dummies here like myself and you. Uh, they only had four cars show up for that. Jacob Kinder uh, went to Victory Lane. And then one of their best classes, uh, Thunder Bomber, was actually won by Benji Knight. I, we saw Benji at Sumter last year. He travels not too much, but when he does, he always puts on a show. And, but he stayed home this week, raced this past week, raced at Lancaster. He won over Terry Montgomery, Hunter Funderburk, Dwayne Ray, and Brent McAteer in that top five. So dude, I'm so excited for this week. At Thunder Bomber, calling Thunder Bomber there is going to be freaking fun dude oh yeah that's what when you saw that late model we're getting you a thunder bomber <laughs> if the costs keep going up i might dude, have to go that route dude i'm, I'm telling dude i'm telling you man and hoosier just put out another freaking tire mark increase oh my gosh yeah it's now uh, american racers though they they their prices aren't that they haven't changed that much since you know pre-covid no, so. no, American racers haven't, and they're not really dealing with the same with the same shortage issues that that uh right. the Hoosier is either. So, I mean, American racers may be taking over here. Just my opinion. American racers can, if they really, really push it right now, take over that that part of the game. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I mean, you see series like blur. Now, the only thing that I'm kind of iffy about is is the Pro Two and Pro Three tires. Those are the only things that I'm kind of iffy about because they're not as good as the 48s, 58s, 70s, you know, those those tires, but they last a lot longer and they're way more cost effective. Yes. So, I mean, that, that's a big plus for, for Jason Smoot and his guys at Blue Ridge. They put in that rule that you can only run Pro 2s and Pro 3s, and they're seeing their car counts kind of start to come back up as people realize, hey, it's way more cost effective to run these tires. Right. Well... Also, you know, they they come pre-grooved. They Blue Ridge has a rule where you can you can only groove and sight the right rear tire. So that takes out a lot of the you know work out of it. Um, you know, it, and as far as you know, how long they last? I, I with a six oh four, I ran forty lap race with the Blue Ridge Outlaws at Lakeview. The left rear still looks almost brand new. I mean, it's it's 
it, it's in great shape. But the right rear, I could probably get maybe another 25 lap race at Lakeview with it. Definitely not Sumter, but probably Lakeview. Well, I mean, Lakeview, Lakeview uh, wears and tears on tires right. just as Sumter does. Not quite as bad, but but uh, yeah, good call by Blue Ridge to go to that tire roll, in my opinion, sure. for right now, as the car count start to kind of climb back up. And and dude, we're seeing we're seeing guys that that have been prominent in bigger series now running Blue Ridge, so that, that's pretty cool. Like Matthew Nance. Matthew Nance leading oh, yeah. points right now with Blue Ridge. He's looking for a big payday if he's able to pull yeah. that point championship off. I'll get more into detail with that uh, I, this weekend when I talk with Hunter. Uh, but dude, they they got some some heavy hitters on that tour now. Let's get back to uh, Lancaster here. We last week, Crate Sportsman Tyler Beam went to Victory Lane and Crate Sportsman at uh, at Lancaster. Matt, do you have any idea what a Crate Sportsman car is? I, I was I was about to ask you. I, I've heard of the class name before, but I've never seen the class run. I, the I only time I've ever seen it was at Lancaster. I know it's a class that really is only run at Lancaster and Carolina. I'm thinking that it's kind of a mesh between our super streets at Sumter and our street stocks. Somewhere between that, there and like a gray area type of place. That kind of makes sense, yeah. It, it sounds right. That's what I'm going to go with for now. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Let, let me know. And then, let's see. They were in vintage cars at Lancaster, too. And and I believe Sean Mangum. Yeah, Sean Mangum taking the victory there in vintage at uh, at Lancaster last weekend. And then one of the coolest-looking race cars that I've seen this year. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out on Facebook. Johnny Starkey's number 20 was uh, finished second there. That Matt, that's one of the coolest cars. Have you seen that car, Matt? It's a, a, a yellow and purple number 20. Kind of gives me like Kobe Bryant vibes. Dude, that thing is absolutely sweet. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. And then they also ran pure stock. This is crazy, though. Lancaster had a really good car count last week. They got, besides Pro 40, they got at least 10 cars in all classes. So that's that's pretty pretty compelling for the big half mile at this point of the season. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I do want to point out, you know, back to the late model situation, you got two Lancaster, you know, legends that's been out there racing there forever, finishing one and two. I mean, that that's pretty cool there. I oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited to see what it's like this weekend, too, because if you didn't know, Timbo also has a he's got a super low model this year, too. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited to see if he pulls that bad boy out this weekend while me and Hunter are on the call. So that's that's going to be interesting. Uh, in pure stocks in Lancaster, Robbie Hensley went to victory lane over Peebo Johnson, Jason Talbert, Raymond Brown, Dean Davis rounded out that top five. And then they had Hornets run last. That's all Dan Benson go to victory lane over Brad McManus, Tyler Langley, TJ Slack, and Jeremy Cannon. Only six cars in Hornets. So not exactly what they were wanting. They caught a lot of flack earlier this year, actually, for changing the rules to the Southeastern Horner Association. But in my opinion, for that kind of track, pretty good call there instead of going like SCDRA or something different at a, at the big half mile. Because, dude, those SCDRA cars, they, they're sometimes a little, little hot, heavy, and out of control. Oh, yeah. And then, especially somewhere like there, because I don't know. Have you ever been to Lancaster, Matt? Never laid my never at all, dude. That place it it's it's like Martinsville. If you actually, it is like Martinsville. It's yeah. a half mile and it's a paperclip. But it, yeah. Martinsville, you add banking to it and put dirt on it. That's all. That's what it is. But you're running the wall the whole time. Right. And I've been told, dude. I'm I, okay. We're we're about to get a little raunchy here. 
whenever I went with with Miles Mintz and a couple of the guys to that MMSA race, Miles said, "Dude, my balls have never felt bigger." They're like, I was, I was, what you mean? He said, "Bro, I was scared of shit to run that wall. I was so scared." <laughs> and and he got up there and ran. And unfortunately, didn't make the race that night, if I if I recall correctly. But dude, Lancaster is for people who haven't raced there before, and freaking terrifying place. Freaking terrifying. I've also heard people have told me. You know, you you can come off a of turn four and eat a whole entire cheeseburger by the time you get to turn one. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you got to be eating pretty fast, but yeah, like we're we're going for a world record cheeseburger speed. You could you could definitely do it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a dude. It's a huge racetrack. It, it's honestly from the booth there. It sounds like jets going down the front straightaway. <laughs> it that's how much speed these guys are carrying. That place. Wow. It, 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 it's all it's like bristol speeds just about because you saw those late models doing like 130 140 at bristol the supers you're seeing i don't know you're probably seeing 115 120 in a super at lancaster but dude that's still stupid fast oh, that yeah. is stupid fast um so yeah that was lancaster this past weekend of course i will be there this weekend y'all come see me um matt's gonna be at carolina y'all go see him there as well if you're up in that area and then the only other real racing in our general area was the Easter Egg 40 at Lakeview Motor Speedway. Matt, that's that's one of your home tracks. Yep. Obviously, your your family's lineage it resonates with Lakeview a lot. Uh, they actually had a memorial race for, for I believe, it, was it your great-uncle yep. not too long ago? Your great-uncle JD. They had that memorial race. Uh, Alan was down there interviewing Johnny, and you didn't burst in and get an interview. How dare you? Well, you know, it, I don't know. I, you, Matthew. They, <laughs> they, um, you know, it, it, it's my cousin. It was I call him cousin Johnny. I, it's just something I've called him ever since I was little. That sounds you know, like it, something out of the Beverly Hills. Like, yeah, it's me, cousin Johnny. <laughs> well, anyways, that that's my cousin. My cousin Johnny's dad. So you know, I, I he was my great uncle, but I, I really, you know, it needed to be more about him than me you know so i i didn't want to step up there and get in there and steal that thunder next time that's all i'm well, gonna tell you i'm not gonna say i would have stole the thunder yeah you definitely I, didn't have any finishing where you finished uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> how are we still friends still, still kind of a sore subject but <laughs> I, I was i was running ninth and i feel like i had the potential to finish like maybe ninth or no eighth or seventh I mean, the car was just absolutely rolling. We did a lot of work to the car during this off season, and it it's paying off big time. Um, you know, got got into a little scuffle there and just rode in the back the rest of the time. I didn't know how bad the car was, and I didn't want to hurt it any more than it was because stuff is getting absolutely expensive right now. And again, like I said, I don't want to tear my car up this early in the season, being committed to a series. Yeah, I mean, I totally, totally get that there, but that still, it was that was a pretty good night for you, and I, oh, yeah. I don't remember who ended up going to victory lane that night. Matthew Nance. Matthew Nance. That that was interesting. Johnny Daniel, finished what fifth or Johnny so. Finished fifth. Scott Shirey finished fourth. Um, the Daniel Tucker led the majority of the race, and then mm -hmm. as soon as they got into some lap traffic, he he kind of struggled because. You know, you you know how it is. Anyways, and um, that that allowed for Matthew Nance to get around him. 
Okay, okay. So Matthew Nance won there. I believe that was the last Blue Ridge race that has been run. Uh, so, and then uh, Blue Ridge, obviously, this weekend will be at Lancaster. So we're excited to see see that. But let's talk about uh, Lakeview last weekend. The Ultimate Super Late Models were in the house for the Easter Egg 40. And Zach Mitchell was coming off of a fantastic night at, at Carolina where he went to victory lane, winning the $4,000 there. And, man, Zach Mitchell pulls out the broom. He does it again. Oh, yeah. A, yeah. a clean sweep. I, I don't think he raced much last year at all. But no, he didn't. He's, he's, he's got this Longhorn by Wells now, and he, you know, he's showing them what he, what he can do. And that's the thing. All these guys that are, that are good, like, that are good in super late model racing, they get four to five, maybe six wins a year. All of a sudden, they switched to Longhorns with, with, with uh, Wells' help. And Brand, like Brandon Overton or even the uh, even Dalton and Ethan, with those people's help, they jump to brand new heights. I mean, you, you've seen it with especially Dalton and Ethan Wilson. Those two yeah. jump into Longhorns by Wells, and they are absolutely flying. Those guys are are nuts. We ra- obviously we ran into uh, both of them at at Friendship. Ethan was very good in a in a six hundred two modified, yeah. and uh, Dalton Dalton was beating the doors down with the leaders of friendship, but don't believe that either of them raced this past weekend, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, you had Zach Mitchell go to victory lane. Ben Watkins, a good points tonight, coming off of a, of a heartbreaker to uh, to not win the Dryden Extreme uh, yeah. points championship at, at Cherokee. He lost out to Ross Bales. But yeah, Ben Watkins, he comes back. He finishes second. Christian Thomas, another driver that I want to spotlight here for a second. Timo Six, Matt, you know them a little bit. You've been around them. They race at Lakeview a lot. Timo Six has been having trouble for the past like year now. And Cheryl and Christian both said that it's finally figured out. I'm starting to see it now. They finished third in a super late model race at Lakeview. Those guys might be cooking with grease. That that's two consecutive third place finishes with two different series at Lakeview, too, by the way. Like Christian Th- dude, Christian Thomas is a hell of a driver. First oh, man, off. the the first year they ran my uncle's memorial race is the year he made that awesome last lap pass on the high side and you know barely beat him out for the for the win. And funny thing is, is I had just pulled in and I ha- I was sitting on the side of the car because I was just getting out and I got to see that pass and I I was telling everybody I said I'm glad I pulled in so I could see that awesome pass. And he he had that motor screaming. I I heard oh, yeah. rumors that he uh pegged it out at 10k. I I can't. Oh my gosh! I can't tell you if that's fact or not, but that's you know that's what I heard. That does not have the Ryan Williams seal seal of approval. Do not peg your <laughs> motors out at 10k. Don't do it. Bad idea. Uh uh-uh. uh Now uh, my Christian Thomas story actually. I ended up going to Fayetteville. Uh, it was about two years ago now with banjo. Um, we were running just practicing for like fuel races and stuff. Just got the 525 in the car and we went up there to run with them and dude, Christian Thomas smoked everybody. It was just a local show, like oh, 1500, yeah. 2000 to win at Fayetteville. I believe eight cars showed up and Christian Thomas smoked everybody. I went over to do, I had never met Christian or heard of him before this, this time period. I know silly me, right? But I went over, I was doing winter interviews because that's what talking dirt was at the time. So I went over to do a talking dirt winter interview with Christian Thomas and butchered his name when I was introducing him. I said, I, and I'm here with your winner, 
Oh God, remind me of your first name again. I knew his last name, but I didn't know his first name. So luckily, through the power of editing magic, was able to uh, to fix that and have his name in there. But yeah, I felt so bad for so long. I apologized to Christian like 30 times. But uh, yeah, shout out to Christian, dude. Dude is on a tear yeah. now. Hopefully he gets back into, uh, back into a winning condition here very soon. And then Carson Ferguson... Another guy that jumped from the crate ranks to the supers and stuff with the help of Wesley Page and, and Bill Watkins. Dude, dude has taken off. Same with Cody Overton, dude. Yes. Both of these little cousins, little brothers, whatever you want to call them, they're going to be just as good as the two that they're under. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dude, Carson is Carson Ferguson is an absolute beast. Love to have him on the show at some point here, but Carson, dude, Carson is absolutely flying. Carson's just car. a real man. He, I mean, oh, you go on his Facebook, right. you, see him, you see him racing legends. Asphalt Legends. I don't know if he does any dirt legends, but you know, he, he does all sorts of racing. He he's just a well, wheel man. I mean, dude went from I believe this was later last year and went up and won a, a ten or fifteen thousand dollar crate race, comes back, decides, hey, I'm going super racing. Mess yeah. all this, I'm going super racing. And he's killing it. Same thing with Cody Everton. Cody Everton goes off to what was it, Florida or Georgia or somewhere, wins fifteen K, comes back, jumps in a supercar. I mean, that's, I guess that's really all it takes now. Get yourself, get your name out there. Somebody's going to want to put you in a super late model. And well, these guys are absolutely running with that opportunity. You're talking about the accolades right now. I just also want to mention Carson led, I want to say, almost, if not the majority of that uh, 50,000 win 604 race down in Louisiana last year. He did. And he, yeah. So, I mean, you, you 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 do stuff like that, you're gonna get recognized by people and get moved up. Absolutely. I mean, and of course that the fifty K race you're talking about is was the one that was won by Joseph Joyner, correct? Yep. Down there at I think it was what, Super, Super B maybe? Yep. Super B Speedway. That place that place is pretty cool. I've seen pictures of it. Um and then following Carson Ferguson, another guy that I really, really, really like. I really like this guy. Corey Gordon. Corey Flash Gordon. This guy last year put on a spectacular race trying to get around Banjo Duke with the Ultimate Super Late Models at Sumter. Corey is a thrill to watch on the racetrack. I don't know if you've seen him much mad or anybody listening at home. I hope you guys have seen Corey before. That dude can fly. And then, man, look who was back at Lakeview. He finished sixth. Dean Bowen. We don't see Dean Bowen come out a whole lot anymore. Well, not around here. I think he travels a lot more. Um... I know he went to Eldora. I think it was for it was either the Dream or the World. Um, I know he went to Port Royal or something like that last year. Uh, you know he 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 does try to go out and find these big races. Then past past him, yeah, Dean Dean's a guy. We've seen him race at Sumter. He's dude. He's a wheel man. He's been doing it for. Ever, oh, I mean, oh, Dean's oh, been yeah. Dean's been doing this longer than I've been alive. Okay, let's let's start that there. So Dean Dean's a great dude. Uh, following him, Anthony Sanders. He was a winner at Sumter last season. Had everybody's number at the Carolina Clash race uh, at Sumter last year. Anthony finished seventh at Lakeview. Then you had Brian Ludbetter, Chris Blackwell, Rambo Franklin finishing out the top ten, and then we find Cousin Johnny. Yes, finishing sir. in eleventh. Now, Matt, first off. You may know a little bit more than I do, but why in the world did Johnny Pridgen go with a limited, limited motor to race against Supers? Well, he, he predominantly races at Lakeview, and he has changed absolute, 
absolutely everything on his car, including the color. <laughs> and, you know, he, he hasn't had been able to get a good test session in, so he wanted to go to Lakeview and practice on it in a race condition, you know, track condition. And he actually qualified sixth also. But, mm. you know, that, that track, as it rubbers up, the bigger motors, you know, they, they take off. Well, that, that's much different than uh, than Sumter is too, because as, as Sumter rubbers up, the little motors are what right actually becomes better. So that's I guess that's the difference between Lakeview and Sumter. And then following the the super late models, you had Benji Thompson winning in Super Street. You had a stock V8 main that saw 15 cars, so a pretty good car count for stock V8 at Lakeview. Oh, that's yeah. a, a class that they just started a couple of years ago. You had uh, Rocky Gask and, and the old Joe Stubbs, number 187, go to victory lane. So that, that was pretty cool. And then Jaden Locklear was right behind him in 14J. So Stock V8 is a growing class at Lakeview. That, that's going to be fun. And then now we get to talk about some front-wheel drives. Because not this coming weekend, but the following weekend, I believe it's the Beach Bash weekend at Lakeview, $5,000 to win for the Sport Compact Dirt Racing Association. Now, I'm going to be at Sumter, but I urge some of you guys, if you're into front-wheel drive racing, go to Lakeview. That's going to be a treat. SCDRA is always good to watch. And, they, dude, they had they had 21 cars for a local show to practice for that race. Can you believe that? 21 cars in a class. Oh, wow. That, that was, that's, that's pretty impressive. insane. That's very impressive for a, for a local class on a local payout night. Very impressive. Shannon Weaver actually went to victory lane there. Kyle Jinks, Trent Herring, Derek Kemper, Ronnie Parrott, Andrew Rabin, I believe was the top five there. So yeah, a lot of a lot of really good cars. And then my favorite dude, my favorite name in racing was at uh was it Lakeview this past weekend? Do you know who it was, Matt? Come on. Um, Come on. I'm I'm not sure. I, Rivers I'm not sure. Long. Rivers Long, bro. That dude, that's such a good racing name. Yeah, it, it just with this front wheel drive guys. You got Rivers Long. You got Pain Pickles. <laughs> like dude, these these names are so freaking good in this class, dude. Oh, yeah. oh my god, what in the world? I'm seeing here. I'm just looking through the results from like Sean Vardell. That's a change uh around around thanksgiving time and i witnessed jason brown barrel roll his uh race this I mean, weekend. The modifieds at Lakeview will they'll see you know anywhere from ten to fifteen cars. So I mean that I, I don't know what was good going on this class. past weekend, but they they usually have a good car count for for local guys. 
Well, they didn't this past weekend, unfortunately. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that uh, that picks back up. And then they ran it out their night, as we did at Sumter, with Cruz's Street Stock. Daryl Moran, another waxing handed out by the M1. I mean, that's really all you can say. Daryl Moran is badass. That dude oh, yeah. is extremely good. Joey Wilkes finished second. Tyler Dole third. David Fisher fourth. Mike Watts fifth. Michael Butler finished sixth. Donald Williams, Jordan Lewis, John Cagle, Billy Huggins rounded out that field and rounded out the night at Lakeview. So, yeah, just just overall Lakeview, a good show for them last weekend, too. The, they did a kid's Easter egg hunt, as did we at Sumter, dude. But I'm going to tell you, that Easter egg hunt that I did, Matt, at Sumter, mm-hmm. that thing wore me out, dude. <laughs> I had I put up a post on Wednesday about people donating filled eggs. I got probably 400 to 500 eggs donated. That wow. dude, that was that was crazy. Yeah, I used them all. I took a trash bag and just dumped them out in the line, <laughs> and let line all the kids up and let them go at it. They tackled each other, didn't care if they threw each other to the ground trying to get an egg, didn't care. Now nah, I'm just playing. I <laughs> I told them not to not to bump into each other and play nice with the the smaller kids for the for like the seven to ten year old age group. I told them to play nice with the little kids, let them get eggs, and there was not an empty hand at the end of that Easter egg hunt. So. Huge bump to everybody. Egg? We did do a golden egg, um, okay. and I think we might have had a cheater in that one. Oh, man. <laughs> might have had somebody who watched me or Sissy put them out, and yeah. Uh, so we might, not- have, might, might have to call the tech officials in on that one. Um, <laughs> take them to the shed. <laughs> take them to shed and put them in a lie detector test. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, let's talk about this coming week in racing around the Carolinas. Obviously, a lot of people are off. Sumter's off. Lakeview's off. I don't think – I'm going to check really quickly, but I don't think there's any racing going on at Cherokee. Maybe Lawrence, but I do know for a fact that Fayetteville is running. Fayetteville has the Carolina Clash Super Late Models, and that's going to be a barn burner of a show, as is the Clash pretty much everywhere that they go. Any idea of any word on when uh, Little River is going to start up? Formerly is Bodo. No idea. No you idea. Know, they, but they took off six or fours from their you know regular schedules, which I mean I say regular. They only ran like six races a year, but they they took the six or fours off, and I, 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 that really upsets me because there there's obviously a big you know six or four crowd around here. You know we we don't get. To get the chances that the 602s do but you know that that was one of my favorite tracks i actually enjoyed that track well i do know that they're starting up soon because they're running the jack start memorial with the ultimates and banjo plans sort of to go to that one if if everything lines up right and we get moved into the new shop and all um actually update cherokee speedway is running this weekend they're running uh pure stocks thunder bombers extreme force young guns pro four street stock super sportsman and six oh four late model. So that's that's gonna be a jam packed show at a Cherokee Speedway this coming weekend. Matt, another one of your favorite tracks, as it is mine, dude. Cherokee's absolutely beautiful. Oh yeah. I love that place. You did you've you've only run there uh uh believe what is it, what is it now? Four once? times maybe. Oh, four times? Yeah, I ran once in twenty twenty. I think I ran maybe twice in twenty one. So uh, so probably I think it was like three times, maybe three or four, somewhere around there. Okay, okay. And then past Cherokee, uh, Lauren's running this weekend. They are running their Red Eubanks Memorial Race, which is uh, 
believe it'll be a Thunder Bomber Memorial 2500 to win in Thunder Bomber. So for all my Thunder Bomber guys, go up to Lawrence and give her a crack. 602 Thunder Series also in action at Lawrence this weekend, and they have all their local classes as well, including, I think, uh, Limited Late Models May Run. Not sure about that one, but uh, you have your Young Guns Front Wheel Drive. You have your uh, Thunder Bombers, obviously, they run for 2500 to win, and then whatever other local classes they run at Lawrence. I'm not too familiar. been there twice. To uh to race, Lawrence a very very fun place oh, yeah. to go I've, run. I've I've been up there quite a few times. I got a bunch of family that lives up in that area. Um, from my mom's side and my dad's brother lives up there. So, whenever we go up there and and we ain't got nothing going on, we always try to you know go out to uh, Lawrence and check out the racing there. It's always pretty entertaining. I I I love the shape of the track. I'd love to you know try to race there. It's it's, but you know. We'll see what the future holds. Well, most definitely. Like, uh, dude, we went up there uh, to Lawrence. Here's another little story time. Last season, uh, just to test out the 525 and see where we stood as far as like fuel guys and all that went, we ended up being the fastest car in hot laps by like a second. And every everybody that we drove past on the way back to the pit just stared at it. Stared <laughs> at the car. And we got reports from our official that they wanted to tear us down before we went to qualifying. And then we got out qualified by Dale Timms, and he waxed us in the feature. So I mean that that's that's how much hot pays, ladies, hot last pays, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing. Um, other than Lawrence, obviously, Sumter off this weekend. Lakeview off this weekend. Are are they off this weekend? Let's see here. Nope, Lakeview not off this weekend. And uh, let me correct myself. Lawrence is next weekend, not this weekend. Um, obviously, a lot a lot of tracks off for uh, the Easter holiday. Obviously, but racing that you can see this weekend: Fayetteville Motor Speedway, Carolina Motor Speedway, Lancaster Motor Speedway. Those are your three big options in South Carolina and the uh, surrounding areas. We should say because I mean Carolina Speedway is pretty much in South Carolina. It's right, right. there. I think, it it's is. Like, I think it's like two hours and forty-five minutes from my house, and I, I live in Marion. So. Oh yeah, it's it's a, it's a little bit less for me, but. Obviously, the two that we, we urge you guys to go to is obviously Lancaster Motor Speedway, if you want to hear myself, along with uh, Hunter Weaver of the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models and uh, the American Racer Modifieds on the call for local classes and those two premier series at Lancaster. That's going to be an epic show. I've never, Matt, I've never seen, in the past three or four years, I haven't seen Modifieds at Lancaster. Oh, that'll be that. That's going to be very interesting because I remember, I knew they ran them... Um, about four or five years ago, like when with Hank Taylor and all the and a bunch of other guys running modifieds, but I haven't seen them since. So I'm excited to see them this weekend, Matt. I'm excited to see you race at Carolina as well. Mid-East Mania is a huge event. Oh yeah, ho- hopefully uh, <laughs> I got Please the bad luck off, man. Please make the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it would help me so much in points if I did. Uh, I need a a lot better of a points night than than I did at French than I got at Friendship. Um, oh, you most definitely do, dude. I just please make the show. Please have a good race. But I mean, dude, just talking about your season here, you're going to a lot of tracks you've never been to. Oh yeah. Uh, well, you got Carolina. That'll be marked off the list this weekend. Um, Fayetteville. I'm super excited. Even when I was racing a Charger car, I never raced Fayetteville. I've been to the track two times and watched races. I watched the Lucas Oil race on there. The only Lucas Oil race I've ever you know, 
been in person to watch, but um, super excited for Fayetteville. Then you got 311 um, Lancaster. So that's that's four new tracks. And then obviously, they, do they run anywhere that you've been to? Obviously, they run Cherokee a couple times, but it, like, do they run Lakeview or anywhere? Where does the series run? Um, they <clears throat> Friendship, they run... Like I said, 311, Fayetteville, Lancaster, Cherokee, drawing a blank. Um, Go ahead and continue on, and then I'll look at the schedule. <laughs> that does work. But, uh, yeah, guys, we, we want you guys to come either check me or Matt out this weekend or go to Fayetteville, enjoy some uh, Carolina Clash stuff. Um, Yeah, I guess now it's pretty much time to get into some – to some closing comments. Uh, again, this should be a weekly series. Uh, as far as long as we can get results and stuff from from tracks around our area, probably going to focus in on South Carolina pretty much here. Um, and even speaking of South Carolina, side note, ladies and gentlemen, there is a little bit of a talk and a little bit underway on a new dirt track yep. in Orangeburg. Pictures. They got some pictures. Very, very, very early in. Like this thing, they just started. They just started sculpting the track, but they've been talking about it for a while. I'm kind of excited to see where that's going. And by the way, I, it I I list them all off as Friendship, Cherokee, Carolina, Fayetteville, Lancaster, and one race at three eleven. Mm-hmm. Okay, but back to back to that track in Orangeburg, I'm kind of excited. Like, is that yeah, somewhere that you you could run? Like that that place, it's kind of exciting here. Let's see what they do with it. Yeah, I'm excited for a new track. Considering how how much how little of tracks we have in South Carolina. I mean, I, I found out recently that um, California has thirty dirt tracks, and we only well, have six. Also huge, right? But at the same time, you, you, what you you think California and automobile racing wouldn't mix, but they have thirty dirt tracks. That blows my mind. But and with the, the departure of of Oglethorpe out of Savannah, Georgia, it's very nice to see somebody st- talking about starting a new dirt track. It oh, really yeah. is because Oglethorpe, dude, losing Oglethorpe hurts the dirt racing community so much because those guys down That's there a, really don't have anywhere else to run. It's a legendary track too. I mean, oh, 100. I mean, most of those guys are now going to run Screven, but do you see someone like venturing up to Sumter? That's just that's a long drive for some of those guys. Oh yeah. That's a that that's a four four and a half well mostly about three hour drive for most of them but some of them four four and a half hours but I mean you you've got tons of dirt tracks in North Carolina you got tons oh, in yeah. Georgia but there's just so little in the state of South Carolina I mean there's only I think it's seven left now so yeah we're we're I really in desperate was, need for dirt tracks I saw where it was six and with the new track coming would make it seven. I mean, technically, there's, there, there, there's there's more tracks, but one of them never opened, and the other one closed down in like the seventies. You got you got well, the 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 one that you're talking about closing that strikes me was I seventy seven, dude. I seventy seven was freaking beautiful. I wish I seventy seven had I never closed. That. Well, I twenty. I mean, yeah, twenty was a fun track. I, mean, I, but, I don't know from experience, but it was fun to watch. I mean, now you're, you're left with Lawrence, TR, Cherokee. Uh, you've got Lancaster, Sumter, Little River, and yeah, it might be Snow and Lakeview. So you've got seven. 
I got seven I, still. I forget about Traveler's Rest. I, I, Dude, it's just over there. They were on Thursday nights. I don't really care. TR is freaking great racing, but they're not mainstream at all. Huh? I don't think they run late models there. I don't think they do, but they may. They may every now and then. I think they run like Thunder Series and stuff. But yeah, TRs are they they live in the shadows. It feels like because you don't hear much yeah. about TR outside of like that community. We hear about all other dirt tracks except for TR. It's kind of scary, but but TR is a really fun little track. I I love watching video from there. But again, you don't even see much video from TR. Uh, wasn't yeah. that one video where the Moonshiners guy was running like the Camaro and yeah, and the dude that was Travis Fisher, wasn't it? I believe that was TR. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> speaking of the Moonshiners guy, I'm, I'm kind of trying to get him to come down to some race with us once or twice. I think he's got a. I think he's got a Thunder Bomber, maybe, yeah. or a Pure Stock, or something. But uh, yeah, that that would be interesting. But uh, yeah, guys, let's 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 wrap this thing up here. We're running out of time for the night. Um, yeah, come join us uh, this weekend. You can see Matt at Carolina, or you can come listen to myself on the call at Lancaster Motor Speedway. And uh, we'll be back with you guys next week here. So, Matt, anything else you want to tell to the people, the people, before we head out tonight? Nah, I mean, I. I think we pretty much covered, you know, a bunch of stuff, and that's pretty much all I have. Well, of course, I've been Ryan Williams. That was Matt Pritchard giving you a bit of the uh, the racer's perspective. He's going to be my co-host for the series. Uh, we thank you guys for tuning in to episode one, and we'll be back with episode two next week. Again, weekly series. Add this to your your uh, your playlists or whatever, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. We're going to try to get this on as many of those as we can. But for now, we'll, we'll catch you guys next week. Y'all enjoy the rest of your evening. See you guys.